RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. A top microbiologist calls for compulsory COVID testing and a lengthening of quarantine periods. The government suspends a... Uh, suspends face-to-face classes for primary one to three students for two weeks, and a former chair of the RTHK program staff union lodges a complaint with the ombudsman over the treatment of reporter Nabella Kosser. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Professor Yun Guok Yong is calling on the government to start mandatory COVID-19 tests on patients with respiratory symptoms. He said this wouldn't be an infringement of human rights and such a move would have nothing to do with politics. He said the failure to identify coronavirus carriers was a major loophole and it was one of the reasons why Hong Kong is seeing another wave of infections. It is a high time for us to pick up all the symptomatic cases instead of waiting any longer. It should be compulsory, not just in private clinics, but also in government and, and public services. Professor Yun also said people returning from high-risk countries should be quarantined for 21 days instead of 14. He said the first 14 days of quarantine should be spent in a hotel and the remaining seven at home with a negative test result needed on completion before being allowed out. He said Hong Kong would probably soon see a wave of new arrivals as students return home for the Christmas break. I believe that the most important measures with either you stop the flights from the high-risk area but that would make Hong Kong no longer an international city. And it would also be a little bit inhumane because many of the uh, overseas students can only come back to Hong Kong once a year. And so it may be more preferable to consider extending the quarantine period. Now, the reason being that 40 days of quarantine would only catch around 97.5% of cases. And at the same time, there are always chance that there are false negatives in the testing. Meanwhile, the government has announced the suspension of face-to-face classes for primary one to three students as the city reports a spate of new COVID cases. The classes will be suspended for 14 days from Monday. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, asked the public to be extra vigilant against the virus. She said health authorities had recorded 26 confirmed infections today, 21 of which were locally acquired. Various clusters have emerged recently linked to a staycation, a dance studio and taxi drivers. The chairman of the Hong Kong Hotel Employees Union, Alex Choi, says hotels don't have the manpower to implement anti-epidemic measures in hotels following the ban on large gatherings inside hotel rooms. He called on the government to send in officials as many staff, hotel staff were having to take unpaid leave. The main health agency in the United States has appealed to Americans not to travel or mix households for, the ne- for next week's Thanksgiving holiday. Officials at the Centers for Disease Control say they were alarmed at how quickly intensive care beds were filling up with COVID patients. The BBC's Will Grant is in Washington, D.C. Anthony Fauci, as the country's leading epidemiologist, was keen to stress that this wasn't a nationwide lockdown, I think, aware of just the sort of political implications of something like that, but underlining that this is about strengthening the measures that are already in place and urging people to not make the regular and annual family gatherings that they would make around this time. Because if we look at the numbers, they are deeply shocking, more than a quarter of a million deaths since the coronavirus outbreak hit the United States. California's Department of Public Health has ordered a prohibition of most non-essential activity outside the home from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. President-elect Joe Biden has called for unity during what he described as a national emergency. 
Speaking after a video conference with state governors, he had this to say about the pandemic. The country is still in a crisis, and there's a dark winter still ahead. Yesterday, America reached another tragic milestone, and there are empty chairs and dining room tables just were, were filled just days and weeks ago with loved ones, family, friends who laughed and talked together. Mr. Biden also denounced Donald Trump's refusal to accept defeat in the presidential election as incredibly irresponsible and debilitating. Mr. Biden said the president was sending damaging messages to the rest of the world about how democracy functions. He described his stance as outrageous. He will go down in history as being one of the most irresponsible presidents in American history. It's, it's just out of the, not even within the norm at all. There's questions whether it's even legal. Mr. Trump has launched several lawsuits alleging unsubstantiated election fraud. On Thursday, his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, put forward elaborate conspiracy theories regarding alleged voter fraud. During a 90-minute press conference, Mr. Giuliani went from quoting Hollywood films to claiming a communist plot was behind the alleged mass switching of votes to Joe Biden. He claimed Mr. Trump and not Mr. Biden had won the key states of Pennsylvania and Michigan. I know crimes. I can smell them. You don't have to smell this one. I can prove it to you 18 different ways. I can prove to you that he won Pennsylvania by 300,000 votes. I can prove to you that he won Michigan by probably 50,000 votes. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger said a ballot audit confirms Joe Biden as the winner of the November 3rd presidential election in the U.S. state. The audit was launched after unofficial results showed Mr. Biden leading President Donald Trump by about 14,000 votes. Mr. Raffensperger said there's no doubt that the state would certify Mr. Biden's victory. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, has said that the EU could approve the Pfizer and Moderna coronavirus vaccines before the end of next month. She praised European Union member states for their joint approach towards the different vaccines. It was very good to see that all member states have signed up to buy all the same vaccines and stay in our portfolio. That is good news. This portfolio of um, now five vaccines, hopefully soon six vaccines types, is so important because it covers four different technologies. Negotiations on the future trading relationship between Britain and the European Union have been suspended after a member of the EU team tested positive for COVID-19. The British teams returning to London and the talks, which are at a critical juncture, will continue remotely until both sides deem it safe to reopen face-to-face -face negotiations. Here's the BBC's Nick Beek. Crucially, they'll remain in contact, we think, over Zoom as well. These negotiations will continue. And remember, so much of this process has taken place during the pandemic where they've had to deal with restrictions and not being able to be in the same room on quite a few occasions. But, you know, this couldn't have come, frankly, at a worse time. <clears throat> Sorry. A former chair of the RTHK Programme Staff Union has lodged a complaint with the Ombudsman over the public broadcaster's move to reopen investigations into complaints against reporter Nabella Kosser. The station earlier cleared the journalist of any wrongdoing after her tough questioning of the authorities during last year's protests angered pro-government figures. But the broadcaster reopened the probe in September and added 120 days to her probation as a civil servant. Former staff member Janet Mack accused RTHK management of abusing their power. She said it was unfair to investigate complaints twice. According to civil service operation, 
a case closed is closed. That cannot be reopened on the same issue, on the same charges. Should there be proper procedures for the RTH grain management to follow? And this procedure has to be seen to be fair. If second inquiry is established, I'm afraid that other government departments will follow the example, and all complaint cases in other departments will be restarted again. The High Court has heard that a University of Hong Kong professor who was on trial for the murder of his wife in 2018 became short-tempered after falling ill months before his spouse died. Zhang Ki-chung's former colleague at the university's engineering faculty, Derek Ho, told the court that he'd not normally throw a tantrum over colleagues' mistakes, but this happened after he was discharged from hospital in April that year. Meanwhile, a worker at Hong Kong U's Weyland Hall, where the defendant lived with his family, said Mrs. Zheng was nicknamed Thinner after her name Tina because she'd explode like the chemical if she didn't get her way. A member of Independent Police Complaints Council, Clement Chan, says the body is open to improving how it reviews complaints against officers. But he said the council is able to disagree with internal police investigations into complaints. That's despite a high court ruling yesterday saying that the council lacked the necessary investigative powers of its own and that the IPCC had no power to overturn decisions made by the complaints against police office. Mr. Chan said the council still had the power to ask the force to reinvestigate if they found the investigation suspicious and if that was still unsatisfactory, they could raise the matter with the police commissioner and the chief executive. A 76-year-old woman has died after being hit by a taxi on Queensway in Admiralty last night. The accident happened near Tamar Street as the taxi was heading eastwards. Police arrested the 67-year-old taxi driver on suspicion of dangerous driving causing death. The National Security Branch of the Police is looking into suspected violations of the national security law during a march at the Chinese University yesterday. Dozens of people wearing black gra graduation sorry, black graduation gowns and face masks, marched to the university's small, allegedly chanting pro-independence protest slogans and brandishing banners and flags. A police statement said they attach great importance to the case. Scientists have created a new global map of bees, which they say will help with their conservation. The BBC's Helen Briggs reports. Surprisingly little is known about the 20,000 species on Earth, from tiny bees that can't sting to giant ones the size of a human thumb. Now scientists have combined millions of records to create the first detailed map of the astonishing richness of bee life around the world. They found the highest numbers in the northern hemisphere, in dry temperate areas away from the heat of the tropics. The US has by far the biggest number of species, but there are also vast areas of the African continent and the Middle East where bees appear to thrive. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 103.81 yen, the euro stands at 1 US dollar and 18 cents, the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 28 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,474. That's 112 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $71 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jung. We start with tennis. Rafael Nadal has reached the last four at the season-ending ATP World Tour Finals in London. The world number two needed three sets to get past the final Sissipas 6-4, 4-6, 6-2, and will face Daniel Medvedev in the semis. 
Nadal last reached the semis five years ago, and he's still looking to win the tournament for the first time. Well, I still won two matches like last year. No, uh, last year I was a little bit unlucky to not be in that semifinals. Uh, the year before I had to pull out. Uh, yeah. Mm. You know, it's, it's always difficult to play here uh, against the best players of the world every single day, end of the season, most of the time that you get here a little bit tired. But uh, this year is a little bit different, no? Um, just excited to be in that semifinals, and I'm going to try. I hope to be ready to try my, my, my best. The other group wraps up tonight with Novak Djokovic taking on Alexander Zverev. The winner moves on to the semis where Dominic team is waiting. Now to football and the new-look Hong Kong Premier League kicks off this weekend. Last season ended with Kitchi lifting the title after they overtook Eastern to top the table on the final day. In the new 2020-21 season, the league champions will be determined in a different format. Eight teams are competing in a regular double round-robin system. That's followed by a playoff round where the top four contest for the league title while the bottom four fight to avoid relegation. Local football resumed last month with games in the Sapling Cup where some of the less fancy teams have impressed. Here's our football commentator, Chris K. Lau. The Sapling Cup is nearing its group conclusion. Now, interestingly, a surprise team has been Happy Valley who could also feature well in the Premier League. As they've reached the semi-finals along with Easton from Group B, Happy Valley stunned Easton 2-1 early in the group stages and further wins over resources capital secured the semi-final Sapling Cup spot. Happy Valley have made a very significant signing in Robert Udu, who has really inspired the team to really excel. Another challenger could be Tin Sui White Pegasus, who have signed a contingent of Brazilian players. Players include Antonio da Silva, a winger who has played 150 games in Brazil's Division 1. There's also Junior Giano, who's a centre-back. Next is Jose de Santos, who has played in J-League 2 in Japan. And finally, Bernardo da Silva, who is an offensive midfielder and a former Brazil national youth player. There are eight teams, and a new playoff system could mean a very open field. So let's see who goes for it, and let's see who can win the league. The new Premier League season starts tomorrow afternoon with Eastern taking on newly promoted Resources Capital at Mongkok Stadium. Kitchi opened their title defense on Sunday against Lee Man. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting. To end the news, our top stories once again. A top microbiologist calls for compulsory COVID testing and a lengthening of quarantine periods. The government suspends face-to-face -face classes for primary one to three students for two weeks. And a former chair of the RTHK program staff union lodges a complaint with the ombudsman over the treatment of reporter Nabella Kosser. The news from RTHK.
thing for you to notice All the way to serenade you Doing it's not style I'ma pick you up in a Cadillac Like a gentleman Bring it glamour back Keep it real to real in the way I feel I could walk you down the aisle I wanna do you like Michael I wanna kiss you like Prince Let's get it on like Marvin Yeah, like Hathaway Write a song for you like this And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Friday, the twentieth of November, is today's date. And a big thank you to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. Just after half past one, we will be chatting to Zoe Chang and Alice Tinio, aka the Coco Queens, and、uh, they'll be talking about starting a business during the pandemic and some of the lessons they've learned and sharing their story and journey. And after the two o'clock news on today's Agenda Cafe, we're celebrating Movember by talking about men's mental health, and we'll be chatting with Ed Rollo, who is a musician, DJ, electronic artist, and he's currently dealing with cancer, along with Philip Watkins, who's a, a naturopath who has over ten years of clinical practice in the field of nat-、uh, naturopathy and homeopathy, and also functional medicine. And、um, Karen Cohn, myself, will be talking about men's mental health. But first. First of all, as you know,、uh, that Operation Santa Claus、uh, is now in full swing, and this year we're supporting nineteen、uh, charities. And of course, we want you、uh, to support、uh, our charities as well, because、um, without without you, we won't be able to raise、um, the funds to support our charity. And one of the beneficiaries this year is Mind Hong Kong,、uh, whose aim is to raise awareness on mental health. And、uh, Annalie Chow speaks to Cecilia Yu. The manager of Coal Mines Project and also Mind Hong Kong to find out more about their project. The main objective in Hong Kong is no one has to go through mental health issues alone. So、um, 